my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's my good, Brodies and Bays? This is what happened. <laughs> you said my bad. Yeah, it's my phone. Yeah, bro. We kind of just messed up the intro. Let me start over. Bring it from square one. What's good, Brodies and Bays? The Dynasty. I messed up my intro again, bro. Let me start over one more time. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros <laughs> Fantasy Football Podcast. Redraft episode is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro. Dot sips beer. Here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, man. What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm trying to calm the nerves, so I got a Bud Light Lime over here. Don't ask me how I got a Bud Light Lime. I don't remember buying them, to be honest. It was just in my refrigerator. There you go. We'll take it. <laughs> I'm good, though, bro. How, how about yourself, man? You good? I'm good, man. Hey, playoffs is right around the corner, man. So I'm excited, man. Uh, how are you looking as far as with your leagues? Uh, I got my favorite team. Um, I'm I'm already out. But honestly, my main redraft, I'm only in one redraft league. It's crazy. But I am. How many weeks have it been? How many? What, what can your record be? I think I done lost two games. We're, 11 and two. we're still in week 12, which is weird, right? Since we got the yeah, Wednesday bro, night game. Drag that. We got a game tomorrow still. That's crazy. I saw technically I'm I think I'm about to be 10 and 2. Is that the okay? Game? I'm so lost, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. Confused. I got two losses, bro. How about that? Fire. What about you, bro? Tell me you tell me you plan on bringing some home. You just getting into the playoffs. Yeah, man, as far as redraft, I am in, I want to say for sure, one playoff. Um, I'm outside looking in with another league, but I should be good, like a last seed or uh, six or seven seed. And then, man, th- the league that I-, I host redraft, I'm out, bro. So I've, I've been you busy out. commissioning. I've been busy commissioning, man. You know, it's, it's hard for me to get a team That's in the, the playoffs, one. man. That's the one I got two losses in, bro. And I, I my first round pick was Michael Thomas, and my second round pick was Kenyon Drake, and I'm still thugging it out, bro. Two losses. That's man, how you GM, man, bro. Regret, that is. I'm starting to regret that fifth round Matt Ryan pick because even year I remember you hit me up like, why'd you take him right there? So yeah, bro. I I, every once every once in a while you overthink it, bro. Like. You know what you're doing, but every once in a while you overthink one thing. And I think you went into overthink mode because it was taking hella quarterbacks, bro. Like it was a two QB league. Like somebody has Dak and Kyler, bro. I know it worked out because Dak went down, but that's stupid. Why would anyway that I think that's why you took them because everybody was taking quarterbacks for some reason. It was stupid. Yeah. I gotta stick to my late QB, man. So lesson learned. All good. Lesson learn, lesson learn. And for anybody else listening, lesson learn. Late round QB in Dynasty and redraft, no matter what you do, preach it. Uh, so look, man, um, we got a fire episode. We're gonna do a week 13 preview. We're not gonna go down and touch every matchup, but we agreed that we would do every matchup that we thought was relevant on both sides of the ball when it comes to the team. So we didn't want to talk, you know, anything that has the Jets playing because nobody wants to play any Jets players. So we went through strategically picked out five matchups going into the week that I felt like makes sense. And maybe we can give you guys some good advice on or help you move some things around because that's what we do. We try to show you how to dominate your leagues. And I know you need it going into the fantasy playoffs. So that's what we're here for. So I'm ready, bro. I feel like we've been giving some real good knowledge this year, man. How You feel like we've been on a, on a strong run? Yeah, man. The key is, you know, 
those moments where you got to take your own advice. So I had a couple moments where I'm like, man, I got to listen to to my guy diet, listen to myself. So, but all in all, man, hopefully everybody's been solid. Um, you know, with the advice we've been given all year. And again, for us, it's, it's all about just putting you in the best position to win. So it's not necessarily the guy that's going to be a home run for you. It's all about just giving you the best shot to win week to week. True that. Next year, when we start doing this, bro, I want to like go into the percentages of how successful we are in our ads and like how well they're doing week to week after we tell people to add and drop players. I think we should do that, man, to keep up with just how our strategies and our thinking goes and if it makes sense so we can make sure that we are giving you guys the best advice. I'm pretty sure we are, but I just need the proof, the extra proof, put the numbers to the paper. So it's not just, I know it in my head. You feel me? I'm with it, man. I'm with it. So to your point, bro, uh, we want to look at week 13. As far as we know, this is a crucial, like a crucial week for a lot of people. I mean, some people are outside looking in, inside looking out. Like this is a crucial week at the end of the day. So you need to secure the dub, man. That's what it comes down to. So <laughs> did you, did you say inside looking out? <laughs> hey, you just never know, man. It's been one of those years. It, it just makes sense. Is that is that the guy that's in the last spot, but he really tied? So he didn't score as many points to keep his shit up. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that, that's the guy that lucked up off of Carson Wentz to Richard Rogers. Hail Mary, shouldn't be there, that's, bro. That's trash, bro. But yeah, I mean, it happens. Sometimes you need some luck. Other times you just need the dynasty bros. All right, bro. If you want, we can get into these pre's, previews if you want to, bro. All right, let's do that, man. So uh, let me share my screen. We're going to hop into the sleeper app, man. Hopefully you guys can see my screen. All right. Um, we're going to look at some of these games. So for week 13, that's coming up. and Just get a closer look. So let's start with uh, the Saints and Atlanta game. And one thing I do want to call out, like, for example, let's look at Alvin Kamar. If you look at his profile week to week, like you see some green, some games that are in green, red, orange. Like, what does that mean? So typically, if you see a matchup in green, that means that player should exceed their expectation. So, of course, he should have exceeded the 17 points that he was projected for, but he didn't when you got Taysom Hill under center. Um, now let's fast forward to this coming week, week 13 in Atlanta. That's in red. That, that usually means it's a tougher matchup, but he should hit his projection, but it's going to be tough. But if he doesn't hit it, it's well, it was, you know, that was expected. And then you got some orange. So the orange typically means they should meet their projection. So, again, that's just a little guideline. I just say it's the Bible or gospel. Um, it's hit or miss. Um, not to say you should always run from guys that have all games in red because you got guys like A.J. Brown. It don't matter, man. Those guys are just going to show up. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I just want to call that out. So, all right, bro, let's start with uh, – go ahead. I was about to say, let's just start there, bro. We we could have started right with Alvin because I feel like out of this matchup, man, he's probably going to be the guy people have the most questions about going into the week, bro. So we should probably yeah. just start there, man, and, and help them figure out this Alvin Kamara thing because Alvin and Taysom, they're not the Alvin and Drew Brees uh, duo, bro. It's not dink and dunk, you know, 10 targets a game for Alvin anymore. It's Taysom does what he wants to. If he wants to scramble, if he wants to force the ball to Michael Thomas, if he wants whatever Taysom wants to do, he's going to do. And it's not involving that dink and dunk as much as Drew Brees, man. So um, it was weird, weird in a to a certain extent, because you can kind of see it happening like that, because Alvin isn't the biggest back and he's not going to he's never been used as a we're going to give him 30 rushes. That's why you have a big guy like Latavius there. And he was 
pretty efficient, and he was good this week. So now we're rolling into the new week, bro. Can you tell me what's about to happen again? Do we need to be green lighting Latavius Murray after this week? You know, giving a little pause on Alvin, but still starting him because there's no way you can bench him. Like, how do you feel about Alvin and where you want to put him as a wide running back one or running back two this week? And what do we do with Latavius? What does that backfield do this week with Taysom Hill, bro? Because I'm scared and I don't know where the touchdowns are coming because Taysom's getting too he's 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 Cam Newton, all his running backs in the, <laughs> in the red zone, bro. So um, where do we go? Let's have some good conversation about that, because I know a lot of people are concerned. Yeah, I'm going to say this, man. I'm comfortable running Latavius in the flex. I mean, he's been producing. He's the high hand right now. So, I mean, you know, you, you just got to go with it, in my opinion. Um, so, of course, last week against Denver, the big game, you got to see it there, 19 carries, over 100 yards. Um, he hit the end zone a couple times. And then uh, also the week before, you know, he's still getting his 12 carries there and then even the prior week. So he's going to be involved, man. So I'm comfortable running Latavius in the flex. All right, so. If Latavius is getting the red zone work because he's the big back and Taysom is getting his Cam Newton on, at least least the best Cam Newton he can do, let's switch back over to Alvin and decide what we expect from him because he's been the number one guy. He's been the guy that's been scoring with the top quarterbacks all year. Like I said, man, his role when Drew Brees is there is, is set in stone and solidified and Drew Brees you know, his, his arm strength has came down significantly. So, like, the Alvin Kamara dunk is, like, perfect. But Drew Brees isn't there. And Taysom doesn't seem to be doing it. So, where should our expectations for Alvin Kamara this week? Because uh, I'm not going to lie. We were going to make a push and try to go get him for our run in the Empire. But I'm kind of glad we didn't because with Taysom there, I'm nervous. How? What? What's the level of concern we should have for Alvin with Taysom? Man, all these Saints skill players, put them in your flex. That way you can just feel good about it. Of course, you know, Alvin, the, at least the Alvin that we know with a Drew Brees, he's the RB1, but you got Taysom Hill under center. So Alvin still needs to be in your lineup. Put him in your flex. That way you, f- you, f- you feel good about his production, whether it's 10 points or 15 or 20. Um, you know, so, so for me, even Michael Thomas, man, j- just expect flex expectation since you got Taysom Hill under center. Taysom's still going to force the five to nine passes to uh, Michael Thomas. So that that's just what it is right now until Drew Brees come back. And I believe he's on track to come back, what, week 15 maybe? So that's like, what, middle of the playoffs mm-hmm. if you're still in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the side of, man, Alvin might need to be a running back too, and Michael Thomas might need to be a wide receiver too. Just don't set these high expectations that I think Drew Brees – set for those two guys man because Taysom is not that I honestly think if it was a uh man what's my guy the, the backup QB the backup oh, to the backup Jameis Winston if it was a Jameis if it was a Jameis led offense I'm pretty sure Michael Thomas will be getting more efficient targets and I'm pretty sure he would dump it off to Kamara but with the Taysom thing and his skill set these guys are running backs and wide receiver twos to me man um, until Drew Brees come back. I know that's sad, but sometimes you have to learn how to move with, with what's obvious in your face. And since we're talking about Taysom, let's touch on it one more time. Is Taysom a start? Because the offense is moving. He They're scoring. He's scoring. It's not He's not throwing any passes. He's running them in, the touchdowns, but he's getting them. Do we keep playing them because we trust Sean Payton and it is an offense that's flourishing? How, what do we do? 
And honestly, if you're not in six point uh, touchdown leagues for QBs, he's getting rushing touchdowns, which gives you the automatic six. So, how you feel about Taysom like week to week until Breeze come back? I like him, man. Keep him out there. I mean, he's going up against Atlanta again. You know, we're expecting Matt Ryan to put up points, so that means the Saints are going to have to keep up. So, you know, Taysom Hill, he's shown he can move the ball downfield, whether it's with his legs or, you know, handing the ball off to Latavius and forcing the ball to Michael Thomas. So, um, it is Taysom Hill as far as in the red zone and goal line situations. He keeps the ball. So I'm comfortable with him, man, uh, in the one QB league and especially in the two QB league. All right. Bet that, bet that. I know people had questions about, about that. All right. If you want to switch over to the other side, man, um, I was a guy heavy saying Matt Ryan isn't Matt Ryan when Julio's not there. That was two weeks ago. And here he comes this week, shutting me out. The offense, the offense, well, the team scores 43 points. Matt Ryan goes out there and does his thing. Um, how do you feel about the, the offense in general, man? Is it better without Julio? Is it better with Julio? I'm, I'm sure you, we know it's better with Julio. But the pieces without Julio, are they better? Calvin, does he need Julio? Hayden Hurst usually steps up without Julio, but he didn't have a big game. So, like, what do you think about these offense going into the week, too? Because I don't think Julio's going to play. Man, Matt Ryan's so up and down, man. Like you saw, he had a decent week this week and a week before playing against the Saints. He only put up like five points. So here we are again, back up against New Orleans division game, which is going to be tough. So, man, I, I don't know how comfortable I am with that, uh, especially if you got Todd Gurley out again. Um, it's just so much, so many question marks, man. And, man, if you got other options, I, I would consider it. But if Matt Ryan is your only guy, of course, I'd rather play Matt Ryan over like a Derek Carr. So you don't have to force the issue, but I might be trying to look for some other options, man, especially if they're missing like a Todd Gurley. And, you know, you do got to watch the Julio thing. Even if he does play, will he will he last the whole game? So. All right. And I'll make this quick. Um, Hayden Hurst and in a mist full of if you don't have the top tight end or two, you don't really care. You still have to keep running them no matter what. He's still a tight end one. You just deal with his ups and downs. So um, is that kind of where you stand with Hayden Hurst, too? Yeah, he should be in your lineup. You I know have you put like in a, a different guy to put in. My bad. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I know he put up the dud last week, but, of course, this past week he bounced back. So he's good for a good 9 to 10 points, which is solid at the tight end position. Like, you can't ask for more, especially in PPR. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we don't have to speak on Calvin, really. He's an automatic start no matter what. He's he, I think he didn't came down off his high from at the top of the year, but he's still a guy you have to plug and play every week. So um, that's pretty self-explanatory. We don't have to touch on him, but I do want to ask you this. What is the running back situation this week? Man, I'm not going to lie. The, the Saints are, are usually pretty tough on the run, so I know Edo Smith had a nice game this week, but I wouldn't expect that going up against the Saints. Um, the Saints are vulnerable in the passing game, so I'm expecting the receivers to get off this week. But the running backs, you might, you might want to watch that situation with Brian Hill and Edo Smith. Um, Edo Smith can c- catch some passes out of the backfield, so there's his opportunity. But in terms of PPR, if he's only catching like three or four passes, he might not produce as far as what you're looking for, especially trying to get into the playoffs. True that, true that. All right, my guy. I'll let you pick the next matchup while I'll say this. Shout out to Dan. I'm waiting for a week where I can say, man, the Eagles look good this week. It ain't happening, man. I It's it's hard to be an Eagles fan. It got to be. I'm watching Carson Wentz and that team just crumble, bro. Zach Ertz is coming back this week, though. That means anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that means anything, but yeah. 
right, we got a couple more games, and we'll probably speed through the four-minute offense this week. Probably won't take a full four minutes because we want to hit on most of these games. Um, so let's start with the Colts and the Texans. Now, of course, you know, we had Jonathan Taylor out due to COVID. He's back this week. Look, he should be in your lineups this week. Hey, if we watch old man Peterson get off against the Texans on Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm expecting Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Himes. I'm comfortable with running both those guys um, in the flex. Jonathan Taylor should be an RB2 this week. Hines should be a flex play. So let's start with the running back situation for the Colts. What are your thoughts there, Doc? Like you said, bro, right on the money. You run both of them. And because in two different situations where, you know, our defense end up shutting Deshaun Watson down because he just lost, you know, his favorite receiver. You know, we might be able to shut them down. They don't have no David Johnson. We shut them down. It turns into a running game. If Deshaun Watson is scoring, you have two backs that, you know, matter no matter what, they're involved in the game. Naheem Hines is the natural pass down back. But, you know, Taylor can go out there and catch some passes too, and he's the goal line back. So no matter what, I th- think those two backs are game script proof, at least going into this week. So I like Taylor and I like Naheem Hines, just like you said, bro. Both of them. All right, Both of them. Let's flip over to the Texans running back situation. So, of course, they got Duke Johnson. Um, I know David Johnson been out. I don't know if he's coming back this week. Do you know? Is David Johnson – is it he out for long term? It doesn't even matter, bro. It don't even matter because you don't play either one of them unless you have to against this Colts defense. Um, when the Colts are at full strength, nobody's doing anything with them. And uh, Buckner comes back, it'll be the same situation. I won't, I wouldn't want to run nobody against them, bro. At full strength, the Colts are locking down any offense. I don't care what you say. So. Yep. So, of course, we just watched Derrick Henry run all over the Colts. But like you said, DeForest Buckner was out. Um, so they were missing pieces. So I'm not expecting these uh, Texans to get off on the ground game. I am expecting Deshaun Watson to have a good game. He's going to use his feet. I won't be surprised if he hits the end zone with his feet this week. Like you said, he lost Will Fuller. Um, how do you feel about Brandon Cooks? And it's Brandon Cooks hurt, man. You just never know. Uh, with these guys. Well, Brandon Cooks is currently healthy right now. And Kiki QT is currently healthy right now, named from a couple years ago. Randall Cobb is still out, but the past couple of weeks, Kiki QT have uh, played 50% of the snaps. And now Brandon Cooks has the chance to be the guy, man. Hey, every bro, he started his season with like, I think like his his career with like four or 5,000 yard seasons in a row. And that came from multiple teams like not just one team he did that on so he's a talented receiver he's always been kind of injury prone start having the concussions and stuff but he's a good receiver playing with one of the talented the most talented quarterbacks that we have in the league so you know um you've seen it he had a lot of splash games so far so now you take away will fuller and just making him and kiki's not the type of receiver to make splashes you never know man if brandon cooks is healthy the rest of the season bro he might help y'all win some he might help some team win some championships bro as much as i really don't want to co-sign him he's good with a, with a great quarterback so that's that all right let's talk about michael pittman real quick um i'm comfortable running him in the flex this week um so i'm expecting Deshaun to still be able to put up points whether he's forcing it with his legs or finding brandon cooks and even Jordan Atkins, who we didn't hit on yet at the tight end position, but I like Michael Pittman on the coach side. Um, Real quick, let's just look at the tight end situation for the Texans. So, again, we saw on Thanksgiving Deshaun was forcing the ball to Jordan Atkins. He just couldn't come down with it. He said they're going to clean that up, so I'm expecting him to do that. Um, Our secondary is pretty pretty good with handling the uh, wide receivers, so I'm expecting the tight end to step up, especially since they just lost Will Fuller. So if you need some tight end help, Jordan Atkins, and if you need some tight end help, Trey Burton with the coach. He finds the end zone every week. Trey Burton like. for sure, man. The way he's involved in the offense, 
They'll put him in the backfield. They'll they'll run sets where he snaps the ball. He's just he's that guy. He's he's a he's one of those just elite tight ends that you can do a lot with because he's not your standard big guy that can't move. He's mobile. He's quick. He uh he's smart, man. So they do a lot with him as long as he's healthy, man. But he's always been like that. So now he's back and healthy and full effect, man. They're using him like it. So Trey Burton is a great tight end play because he yeah. has that kind of splash potential where he'll fuck around and have three t- touchdowns out of nowhere. So you have to run a guy like that. So Trey Burton is a good play. Best Two great streamers. I, I like it. All right, bro. You ready to pivot to the next game? Yes, sir. All right. Let's check out this L.A. Rams and Cardinals, bro. Where you want to start? Man, let's start with the receivers, bro. Let's just start with the receivers. I feel like it's the most exciting because it's so many of them we get to talk about. All right, what are we doing with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods? Like, I feel like they're starting to have off and on weeks. Like, they're not doing a lot of splashes at the same time. It's either a Cup week or a Woods week, and then they split. Then it's a Woods week, a Cup week, and then they split. How do we gauge this going forward? And I feel like you have to play both of them regardless. I don't, you know, a lot of these three receiver leagues, I don't see myself benching Cooper Cup. I feel like I'm just dealing with the ups and downs with him and Woods, bro. Are you kind of at that point? Yeah, they got to be in your lineup, especially this late in the season. Um, So, yeah, I really don't have nothing to say about it. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods need to be in your lineup. I know. Let's let's flip over to the Arizona side. They got DeAndre Hopkins. We already know what he does. How do you feel about Christian Kirk, man? Should he be in your lineup? Christian this week? Kirk is play? a great flex play, no matter what, because he has the the big play potential playing with Kyler and in that offense. So, um, as much as you know, he might have some inconsistencies, man. You know, unless you just got you know, you kind of in your flex, you kind of want the guy that can have that big splash play. So uh, he's not a must play, but uh. I wouldn't mind putting them in my flex, man, especially in games where you think could be a shootout like the Rams. So, yeah, I would love to have Christian Kirk in my flex. I, I like it, man. Let's let's, uh, talk, let's talk about the running backs. So, of course, you know, we're going to blow past the tight ends for both the Rams and the Cardinals, um, non-existent, at least for us, from our perspective. So, let's start with Kenyon Drake, man. He's been hot as of lately. Are you riding his hot hand right now? Is, is he someone um, who can trust for this week? Long as they're going to get him involved in the red zone, yes. I my complaint early in the year was, hey, he, what am I going to do with a guy flirting with eighty or ninety yards if he can't, you know, score any touchdowns? I don't need that every week. But uh, past couple of weeks, man, I guess Kyler heard my prayers because you know we got him in the Scott Fishbowl, and then I got him in our redraft. It's like, man, let me let this man score one time because Kyler is on a tear. It's like you don't want to take the ball out of his hands, but. You know, you can't keep giving the that little guy all those runs in the red zone, man. They mess around, get hit the wrong way. So they're finally using their running back. And if if they even if it's just one touchdown, you know, he doesn't need to get all of them. But even if he's just getting one, his stats are going to go up, and he's going to be a run, running back one every week if he start getting some touchdowns. So I like Kenyon Drake going forward, as long as they let him score, man. If not, he's going to be a running back two that you're going to hate playing. Yeah, we saw this last year with Kenyon Drake. He came on late, especially once he left Miami. So it looks like he's doing it all over again. So, yeah, he should definitely be in your lineups. How do you feel about Chase Edmonds real quick? Um, He's a great guy to keep on the back of the bench. But still at the end of the day, man, like right now he's just the backup. He's involved, but he's still the backup. And um, Drake just coming off injury. So I don't want to say, hey, he can get injured again. So put Chase on the back of your lineup. 
but I wouldn't worry about trying to stash him right now. It's the Drake and Kyler Murray show. I will say this. If you are desperate and if you get into some late COVID or injuries or extended weeks, I don't mind playing Chase Edmonds in the flex as a desperation play. True that. True that. All right, um, man, real the quick. The running backs for the Rams, bro. Let me let me splash through them, the chitlins of the NFL. Now, nah, all jokes aside, man, Cam Maker seems to be getting the love um, over the past few weeks. Um, I think everybody's been banged up in his backfield at some point this week. He is the young guy's rookie. He's probably coming in, learning the most. Everybody else has been familiar. So I finally like the fact that they're giving him the most touches. He's getting the red zone stuff he did the past couple of weeks. So that's all we really need. Last week it was the uh, it was a reception touchdown. This week it was a rushing touchdown. And if he's going to start getting the love in the red zone, that's the guy you want, even though right now it's a three-man show. But I think, you know, Cam might be able to score some touchdowns and, and win you some um, – some uh, little flex plays at the end of the year because this is a team that can score. So I kind of like Cam, but I, I I still be nervous to play him because Daryl's coming back and they involve all three running backs. So I don't yeah, know. Bro. It's you hard just, to say who to play. You never know, bro. Uh, you, they do get, you know, their 10 touches apiece. So, um, yeah. But I'm definitely staying away from Malcolm Brown at this point. All right, man. Easy. We got – we got one more game. Let's let's just jump down there real quick. Yes, sir. We only got time for one more. So you want to do Washington and Pittsburgh or this Dallas and Ravens game? Up to you, bro. All what right, choice, man. Bro. Let's yeah, let's go with this Dallas game since it's uh flexed the next Tuesday. I'll be honest, man. I'm not comfortable running Zeke. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think I'm gonna play Zeke. I have a league where I have James Robinson, Zeke, and Swift. I'm running Swift and I'm running James Robinson. And I'm just gonna if go through Robert's plan. That's true. I know he had the concussion issue. Hopefully he's back, but Zeke's just not getting it done. And, of course, Andy Dalton stepped in there. The pass game looked like it's okay, um, but the run game is not, you know, it's just not coming together. A lot of missing pieces on the O-line. Zeke's been fumbling. I'm just not willing to take the risk trying to get into the playoffs. That's just me for week 13. So how do you feel about Zeke? Um, Don't play him, bro. They He needs that so people can really be concerned about the, the pass game. To, to give him some relief in the O-line, man, injuries and stuff is is making them all bad. Um, so I feel like that way about Zeke. I do want to say this. I got into an argument with somebody who says C.D. Lamb is the number one in Dallas, and I'm not going. Amari Cooper, 100% healthy, is the number one receiver in that in that offense, bro. And I'll, that's just that, bro. He opens up these other receivers. So I'm I'm fine running Amari Cooper every week. And I'm you know, I'll just deal with the ups and the downs of it. But I think he is the number one. And I think Dalton is going to get him the ball. And I'm not comfortable playing the other receivers. That's just that. I'm comfortable running Cooper and Lamb. Um, so yeah, that's that. Let's flip over to the Baltimore side. Hey, I do like Mark Andrews against this uh, Dallas defense. They give up all the points. Um, I don't really like any other wide receivers, to be honest. If you're desperate, it looks like Willie Sneed is like their more consistent wide receiver. I'm not saying he's number one, but he's the more consistent one. Um, how do you feel about the backfield, Doc? If it ain't Lamar, um, I don't want it because the backfield, I think Mark Ingram is coming back. And with Ingram back, I think that takes away the upside from J.K., he was the guy to play. So I don't want any of the trio to run in the backfield. Just give me Lamar and give me uh, Mark Andrews. That's all I'm playing, bro. All right, bro. We got a couple of minutes, man, before we get into this uh, quick, quick, quick condensed four-minute offense. Where can they follow you at? Hey, follow me at DynastyBro.on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram handle 
Dynasty Bros FF on Instagram. What about you, bro? Where can I spot you? Chief Sosa FF. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Dynasty Bros FF. Shout out to Black and White Sports. Make sure you guys check them out, especially for the Taco Tuesday that's coming up here shortly. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, we helped you guys out with that. But uh, let's get into this uh, condensed four-minute offense. offense. Hey, sometimes hey, you Two-minute <laughs> two offense. I'm not going to even start the timer. I'm just going to count down, and then you just take off. You ready? Three, two, one. Who you adding, bro? Damn, I forgot I go first. Uh, so I want to add – well, if you if you got the space – Edo, hold on. Let me start over. I'm thinking about wide receivers. Add Edo Smith. Um, I know I just kind of shitted on him with the Saints, but if you're desperate, especially with the Todd Gurley situation, if you need a running back, if he's going to be out, uh, I'm expecting Edo to have a slight impact in the passing game, even if it's an eight or ten point game. We'll take that in PPR. I don't care what Vic said about him earlier. If you got a chance to have a starting running back this late into the season, you need to have him on your bench at least. So, um. An ad for me is Kiki QT. Like I said, he's going to be the number two guy uh, probably for the rest of the season, man. Um, And I like him. He's playing one of the most talented quarterbacks who likes to throw the ball, and they're going to score. So Kiki QT, and he's familiar with Deshaun, so add him. All right, the Texans just lost Will Fuller. Um, They also cut Kenny Steele. So a name I'm putting on your guys' radar, Isaiah Coulter. He's a rookie out of Rhode Island. Um, Don't be surprised if you hear this name on Sunday. Uh, So I wouldn't play him. But if you want to get ahead of the game, get an early stash, he may be an ad for us next week. All right, all right. How about Mr. Devontae Booker, a guy y'all remember from the Denver Broncos a few years ago. He was their pass down catching back for a couple years. And just in case his ankle injury is worse for Josh Jacobs than we know, I'm going to add Devontae Booker because he automatically came in and got four targets as soon as Josh Jacobs went down. And uh, I think he's going to be their lead back. And if they're going to throw it to him, you know how valuable those targets are. All right, any more ads? Because I only got one drop. Man, Mr. Ryan Fist magic, bro. He helped you win a championship last year. He helped me flourish in a lot of uh, seasons last year. Adam, if they prolong this thumb injury with Tua, Fitz is a good good play. You already seen it this week. Who's your drop, bro? Will Fuller, man. I knew it was fishy, bro. He was staying healthy. It looks like, you know, peds, performing enhancements, whatever you want to call them. He was on them peds, bro. The one thing I will say is, you know, healthier. Going into the season, we already knew he was going to miss at least six weeks anyway. All right, buddy. (laughs) Hey, that's how you walk out the podcast. We knew he was going to miss six weeks anyway. We just didn't know it was going to be this way. All right, man, look, we are the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Shout out to Black and White Sports. Shout out to Dan is on here every week rapping for the Eagles, man. I want to salute him. He, He ain't gave up yet, so salute. All that, man. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> they trash. And I just want to say love to everybody. Good luck going into this week and good luck going to see fantasy playoffs. And remember, it's never over. You still got a shot long as the season's still going. And uh, we want to show you how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co brethren. Dynasty Bro Vic. Hey, set your lineups with confidence. we not stressing like those other teams. Set it with confidence. Live with the outcome. we all good. We'll bounce back. So what he said and on behalf of nice bros peace and love we out